0: Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Get in the Herd. Uh, Today is Thursday, April 30th, and uh, my name is Nathan Mitchell, and our special guest today, um, a very, very extra special guest, um, Jesse Wasake, over here. He's the chief operating officer. Um, He's also my boss, so the extra, extra special. (laughs) Um, And we have Steve Vicoli who's joining us today. Steve is uh, over at the Healing Place. Hey, Steve, um, what I'd like to do. Hey, welcome to you guys. Um, Steve, who are you and why are you here today, if you know?
1: <laughs> uh, man, I, I'm uh, currently uh, Jesse had asked me uh, to participate in this. Uh, I've known Jesse from the healing place, what, eight, nine years now, Jesse?
2: Yeah.
1: Something along those lines. And uh, uh, happy to be uh, asked to participate. And uh, just want to. Offer any information I might have about what's going on at the Healing Place and for purposes of recovery and uh, Glad to be a participant here
0: Yeah, thanks again Steve. I appreciate you uh, Participating a a lot of the guys at the Healing Place are a part of my home group So I get to hear a lot of good things about your organization all the time Just uh, not not only from the people here at McShin. So I'm really I'm grateful that you guys are around Um, Mr. Wysocki uh who are you and why are you here
2: um well i don't i don't i don't think i'm the special special guest i like <laughs> to think steve is steve is absolutely um, i'm glad glad to have you on here steve we, we we pretty frequently so it's good to have you on here um but my name's jesse Wasaki. i'm the chief operating officer of the mcshin foundation and been here for a little over two years now um and truly love love what um what i do it's it's a blessing um you know, I have a, a career where I wake up and I want to go to work, you know, even during times like this, I still want to go to work. Um, you know, I, I, I love it. So I'm, I'm blessed. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Um, Steve, could you talk about your role over at the healing place? What is it that you do and, and how does your day sort of go?
1: Sure. Uh, know, yeah, it's funny. Uh, Todd, uh, producer here asked me, what am I, how am I doing on this rainy Thursday? And uh, I said, man, I'm doing better than usual. Normally on days like this, I'd pull the covers up and say the heck with it all. But, uh, (laughs) got up, um, work, working from home. Currently, my role at the healing place is a program manager. Um, I have a program coordinator that's working on the front lines for me while I'm supporting him from home. So I've got an office here at the house and uh, suit up and show up every day, do some video calls with them in the morning, stay in touch with them throughout the day, uh, uh, wrap it up at the end of the day with a daily summary of, of the events and things that have occurred and uh, get to participate in that way. I'm available round the clock for my staff and uh, the participants that they're serving. Uh, it's been uh like jesse it's been quite a journey i think few of us are situated that we can be uh employed and be of service at the same time uh and i, and I know i don't take that that privilege and honor lightly uh i'm just i'm grateful to be here and have this opportunity uh so that, that's my role at the healing place
0: that's uh that is awesome um I love that, that that you brought the gratitude in there cuz we'll I like to bring that in at, you know anywhere but at the end of the show we'll talk a little more about that as well I think but Steve um we have unique challenges as uh, people in recovery who work with other people in recovery um currently with the the virus going around uh, you know fellowship meetings uh you know groups having volunteers come in, there are specific challenges unique to recovery that that we're facing right now. How are you guys handling it over at the Healing Place?
1: Yeah, those challenges, man, they came quickly. Um, I think looking back right now, we took a really, uh, really firm stance. Uh, And I think in some ways that's paid off. And in some ways it's making rebounding a little bit more challenging. So, I mean, I don't think any of us knew what the right Path to take was, um, I'm glad that I work amongst and along with people that have good insight and input, and uh, we can we can come up with a group's conscience on what's best. Uh, you know, I think it was March 13th or maybe that following Monday, maybe it was the 16th. I don't know. We put all the all the building on property restriction, and what that meant was anyone that was residing in the building became willing to stay in the building and, uh, leave only for emergency purposes. And, um, so we did that right away. Um, and we've pretty much been holding to that philosophy since, um, we've eliminated immediately on that same day, the, the, the traffic going in and out of the front door to just staff and peer mentors that are in transition. And there's an access at the door where we're doing a thermometer. We're doing taking people's temperature. We're checking everybody at the door, including staff, uh, to check for symptoms. And then we have protocol in position in the event that someone needs to get assistance medically, we can send them somewhere to get that help. Uh, virtual meetings and things like that, we've, it's, it's taken us a minute to get up to speed. But um, all of our in-house meetings, since everybody's on property now, uh they are being uh done by one of our peer mentors you know, seven nights a week, one or two meetings are streamed uh for the guys in the building. Uh we've we've included some time with uh you know, one or two of those nights is uh, some ping pong time instead of two uh live stream meetings. So they're getting get a little squirrely being in there over a month and a half. So
2: Yeah, you you definitely do. Um Steve, you said something that I I think is um is so important. Um Nathan uh I don't think anybody knows what to do during these times. Like I there's probably nobody alive that's ever had anything like this happen. So it's like we're you know we're trying to make the best of it and and you know and and go with the punches, you know, roll with the punches. So I you know I, I commend y'all for what y'all are doing over there. Um Steve was talking about what he does Man, I, I could go on for days of, of what you do. There's so much more to that position. I just watched, you know, um, just you know, being alumni at the Hill Place, been fortunate enough to watch um, you know, um, Al in that position and, and see you in the position to watch you now. There's just so much more to it, you know, and it's it's all stuff that's done behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like stuff that nobody really sees. Stuff that, you know, you do, Nathan, Todd, like all the stuff that we do, boots on the ground, behind the scenes. Nobody really sees that. Um, you know, and then mm-hmm. a time you know, crisis like this stuff going on, you know, we, we really, um, you know, um, we're definitely, um, risk takers. If, if, if you would say like my, my fiance is always, you know, um, Kelly. yeah, Kelly's always, um, <laughs> not, not, you know, she's so supportive, but she's always like, you know, very cautious. Cause you know, I'm out, you know, I'm out here in, in, in the public, you know, you know, dealing with, with what could possibly any any day now, you know, one of us could catch the, the COVID nineteen. So
0: yeah, and and that you know, there's unique challenges that we face. How many people, um, how many men are you able to accommodate right now at uh, the Healing Place?
1: Well, I mean, capacity we're, we can we can accommodate. I think it's 118 beds. Uh, that includes on-site transition. Right now, we're operating at about just over 50 percent occupancy Uh, in in march we started out around 80 83 percent occupancy and since then we've had some attrition and obviously with the property restriction we eliminated all intakes in march so anyone that has left since march that's why our occupancy has gone down and not stayed the same because we're not we're not doing any intakes uh, so we're, we're waiting on the, the best course of action so far as taking new intakes into the program. What about, uh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Uh, what about the life skills class? Is that on hold too?
1: So it was, yeah, one of them, the most recent class was interrupted as a result of, uh, the COVID 19, we did a mass testing at the healing place and we had one staff member that was positive and six participants that ended up being positive and as a result of that mass testing we thought it best to shut down the works process for a moment and uh that was a few weeks ago now all everybody that was positive has been quarantined and pretty much back up to speed and uh we are now getting that class started over once again i believe the 11th of may we're gonna restart that class and then it's due to commence on the 22nd of May and then it will be back, back in a rhythm of classes. I think that's class number 73 works class. So,
2: yeah, I was, um, I think I was class 14.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Num- number 11 myself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Steve was a little before me. In fact, um, I remember Steve sitting in community with him, um uh, you know, the, the community process um, and then Steve actually being my peer mentor. So it was, it was pretty cool. You know, it's, it's cool to sit here and, and 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 talk about this stuff. I'm really glad that y'all got the life skills back up. You know, it's coming back up. You know, I think um, we need, you know, places like the Healing Place and the McShin Foundation to stay open, stay running um, and to be able to make it through these times.
0: Well, for those who are watching and or listening right now, could you explain what the life skills class is? I mean, it sounds self-explanatory, but could you maybe explain the process and what's uh, what, what goes into it?
1: Yeah, uh, Steve. I mean, yeah, so, we're, Jesse, we're, we've renamed it. It's called Works.
2: Oops, sorry, sorry <laughs> that's, about that's
1: that. all right. <laughs> uh, a lot of people still refer to it. That, it is what it is. It's a life skills class, and it's about five to six weeks. Um, you know, it covers a lot of areas. It, 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 it's a five five to six weeks intensive class where the men, uh, they're housed at the healing place and they go to the classroom, which temporarily is located in our parking lot in a modular unit. Uh, we'll be moving those to uh, um, our new center when we open in July or August. We'll have state-of-the-art classrooms to do their classes in. But what they learn is resume writing, how to apply for a job, how to interview, how to do panel interviews. Um, They learn how to communicate professionally in in interviewing settings. Um, Some some men are just learning how to use computers and emails and uh, how to communicate in those ways. it's a pretty big deal, you know, that they actually do a life story. It's kind of like a four step event and they share it with the peers in their class uh, and it helps them kind of come to terms with who and what they really are and how to present and own that in, in, in life so that they can get a job and be respectable, upstanding members of the community. You know, it, it takes five to six weeks of of being in a professional setting and learning those things to be confident enough to go out there and get a job. Uh, now that's what the works program is down
0: there. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed um, watching the participants who have gone through that program get dressed up and 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 get excited about you know the getting it dressed up and learning those skills. And I know how valuable it's been to a lot of our
2: participants who have. Yeah, have, yeah, have we've done been that. we've been really fortunate to be able to um, send send some of our people over there. They've um, the healing places is, uh, is allowed. Allowed us to partner and, and and send some people over there. We're grateful for it. They, they love it. I mean, I'm 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 a graduate of um what was known as Life Skills now, the Works program. Um, so it's awesome. Um, I, I'm curious, Steve, can you walk us? I want can can you walk okay. us through the whole process of the Healing Place? It's just so, you know, from for me, like you know, alumni through the Healing Place and coming here to the McShin Foundation. Like these two organizations, they're just so unique in what they do. Um, there's, you know, there's many of other, I think there's like spinoffs of the healing place throughout, you know, Kentucky and other places and there's like spinoffs of the McShinn foundation. So it's just awesome. You know, um, what we do. Amos, can can you walk us through the process? Cause it's, it, it it is awesome. And some people just don't know the whole, how it works.
1: Yeah, I try to do that briefly, Jesse, um, you know, a lot of a lot of it is is still the same since you came through and I came through uh, there. There have been some minor adjustments. Um, so off the streets, OTS, OTS one, OTS two and phase, those are the three primary components uh, of the recovery program, the initial residential recovery program where someone will come in uh, socially detox in a non-medical setting you know spend a few days basically cold turkey uh, with, with some staff around to help out if there's medical issues we can get them some medical assistance um, once cleared and ready to participate we get them in OTS one in a dorm full of their peers that are just fresh in the program uh, and they get to they get to trudge with those guys they can start eating three meals a day from Jackie Jackie's food in the kitchen. And uh, the fa- the phase guys in the in later on in the process are cooking those meals and uh,
2: so, so Jackie's still there, huh?
1: Jackie's doing the do. She's got some help and she's doing a fantastic job, man. Um, so those guys trudge. Uh, it, it works on their psyche. It helps them physically get back into shape quickly. Uh, they trudge to an offsite classroom uh, about a mile and a half away. They do two classes in the afternoon. Uh, They can eat lunch back at the building, or they can eat lunch elsewhere. Uh, They come back for class at 3, and then they're in the house. They're in the house from uh, 3 o'clock until the next morning when they leave out to go to class again. Uh, That's OTS 1. Approximately 30 days in there. We help those men get items that they might not otherwise have when they arrived, like driver's license, identification. Well, not so much a driver's license, but at least identification. Uh, we'll help them get straight with medical insurance. Right now, we're doing Medicaid enrollments for those guys. Um, uh, you know, let's see, it was, yeah, ID, uh, Medicaid. We'll, we'll see about any uh, food stamps, benefits they might be able to get. Um, medical insurance. Uh, once they have those items in place, they move over into OTS2, which uh, is a smaller setting in the same dorm. 12 guys in there. Those guys start the educational component of the program, which is designed around the Kelly Foundation uh, recovery dynamics curriculum. It's it's basically uh, a workbook set up for the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, it's derived from the first 164 pages and it's uh, a set of 36 uh, classroom uh, assignments, uh, 28 group sessions where peer mentors will facilitate and educate the newcomers in the process. What that's about, uh, and basically in that process, um, they in OTS2 they start some assignments. They learn about the history of of alcoholism and and AA and the 12 steps. Um, and then they move over into phase. Once they've completed a minimum of two weeks in OTS 2, they move over into the heart of the program, which is phase, and they start doing those, those classroom assignments in the recovery dynamics curriculum. Uh, that can be four to, four to five to six months, depending on uh, your behavioral process. You know, the, 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 peer, the, peer, the peer community at the Healing Place is, is driven by accountability, counseling, and role modeling. And so that community process that, that those guys in phase participate in, they're learning how to hold each other accountable for appropriate, inappropriate behaviors. And the idea is that if we address our inappropriate behavior, it tends not to repeat itself. And, and I think the philosophy behind the healing place is that we can't, we can't think or talk our way into a new way of living, but we sure can act our way into a new way of living. And thinking, mm. and uh, and that's really what's going on there. It's the bigger picture. Once once the educational component is done, that uh, they they've done those assignments, they'll go into that works program. They'll take that five to six weeks class. They'll learn about how to get ready for a job. As soon as they commence that class, they're going to go uh, back to uh, the mat on the floor and and get uh, encouraged to get a job quickly. They'll have an opportunity to get out and. Seek employment once they get employment they're, they're, It'll be confirmed by our transition coordinator and we'll, we'll start housing them uh, off property and and once they're housed off property, they can stay a minimum of three months or up to 12 months uh, that they, there. They're going to learn how to keep a job, pay rent on a regular basis, weekly or biweekly, depending on their pay schedule. They're going to get some savings in place mandatory. And uh, hopefully by the end of 12 months of transition, they complete the program completely. And uh, they've got a little nest egg of savings to, to launch out and maybe get a place of their own. And uh, that's what we learned at The Healing Place when we first get there. If our name ain't on a deed, we're homeless. We ain't on the title of the house, we're homeless. We've been couches. To, uh, we wanna, the, the goal was to get our own.
0: I was lucky if I was on a couch sometimes. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Um,
0: right. <laughs>
1: Steve, man, that's 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 uh, an
0: incredible um, offering of services that you provide. How much does something like that cost to, to the participant, and who can get to that?
1: Yeah. How do you? How does one jump into that? It's a uh, it's a nonprofit organization, and it's uh, doesn't cost a participant anything. Uh, you know, participants show up with. Typically, uh, I know in my case, it was the clothes on my back in 2011. And, uh, you know, th- thank God for that, because I didn't have anything other than that. Uh, I, th- I think the program director asked me how much money did I have at the time. I said $5, and he said, let me have it. And I, I begrudgingly handed him the $5 in my pocket, and he handed me yet another big book, of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I, little did I know it was going to change my life. Uh, Yeah. So thank God it doesn't cost anything. And it's funded pretty much by donors, you know, people in the community that want to help out and and see the less fortunate, uh, the less able, vulnerable people in our society, in our community that that really can't afford it, uh, have an opportunity.
0: So anybody, anybody can normal times, anybody can just any any male can walk up and uh, say, hey, I need some help. Is that, is that yeah. my understanding?
1: Yeah, normal yeah. times, uh, we are under a situation where we're not doing any current intakes. Uh, hopefully we can get that lifted soon. We need to actually, uh, for the sake of, of running smoothly. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's very it's very low barrier, um, and, and I'm happy to be a part of that. It, it, Jesse was talking about the things that you all are doing behind the scenes, and it, there's a lot that goes on to make all this happen. Yeah. And uh, you guys are fully aware of that. Well, there are, so
0: there are a lot of comments up here. Um, uh, Nick Fluitt says, hello. Uh, loves you guys. Um, <laughs> um, a couple of people have asked, I believe it was Kristen Williams who was asking about the female program. And I understand that there's a women's facility opening up soon. Um, do you have any information about that? Do you know a timeline for that? And will this be a similar to what the guys are doing?
1: Yeah, it's going to be the same curriculum where, uh, man, it's, it's pretty exciting to have this thing happening. I know as, as program manager and working under the mentorship of Al Jackson for a while, the number of calls that we received on a daily or weekly basis for women that want to get clean and sober and find a place just like the healing place for men is it's. Astounding, you know, and this is a long time overdue and I'm so happy that the administration, the Caritas, has been able to finally pull this off. Uh, it's going to be a 120 bed women's recovery facility, state of the art, brand spanking new, uh, right up off of Jeff Davis. Uh, we're looking at opening and probably putting women in beds for recovery uh, around sometime in August. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to try and get staffed and get uh you know, program manager there. I, I, we're already in a position where we've done some interviewing and um, we're going to get some some female certified in the recovery dynamics curriculum, the Kelly Foundation, and uh, do some cross-training with the existing peer in the men's facility and uh, really looking forward to getting this up and going for the women. Uh, long overdue. Here's-
0: yeah it's very exciting. I, I know that we've gotten a lot of calls for that too. Um, Scott Kleinert asks um, if the healing place takes people directly out of jails.
1: So we haven't done that. You know we don't take bed to bed transfers. Um, okay. there's there's some logistics involved in that that we just haven't coordinated, and uh, I think it I think it speaks to our our original philosophy of uh, we kind of meet you where you're at. Uh, if you're and if you have the capacity to get to us we'll help you and okay. and a lot of times it, it just helps with the balance of, of what we're trying to do and who we're serving uh you know we try to make arrangements with people that are incarcerated on a case-by-case situation we'll work with probation officers and uh you know depending on dates of release and uh, our experience with the po and, and our experience with the person we could Try to arrange a situation where a bed will be available upon their release. Okay, so that, that's how we do that. Steve,
2: Steve, y'all don't really have, um, or mainly, mainly probably you are, are the peer mentors that work with you. Um, y'all don't have too much dealings with the court system. Still, I know it was like that when I was coming through there. Really didn't didn't get involved too much with it.
1: Yeah, we are. I mean, on a case by case basis, if if a participant has some some uh, court cases that he needs to attend to and he needs to be present at, he can ask for us to represent him either personally and physically or with a letter, you know, we'll provide a letter they can take with them to court. Uh, on occasion, uh, myself or, or the previous program director would go to court on behalf of some, some individuals and show up. So, yeah, I mean, we still do that to some degree.
2: How, how was the, um, um, it was cause I know it's not called this anymore, um, and I think, and I don't want to, I don't know what it's called. If it's detox, it's called Sobering Up Center now. How, how how does that work? Cause that's something that we, you know, we, a gap that I know is, is, is here in the community, um, getting people directly into detox. Um, and, and how, how does, how does y'all's work there?
1: So yeah, Jesse, back in our time, it was, you know, if you're sick and, or even if you're drunk and you're not being, uh, Obstinate and combative and defiant, you could come in and lay down for three days in the in the in what was then called the detox, you know. Um, and we would we would dry out basically. And if we got into bad shape with DTS or maybe we were coming off of uh, you know uh, benzos, that Valiums or something, we'd get into trouble. Uh, staff would be there and they'd just call EMS. We'd go to the hospital, get get cleared, get stabilized, and get sent back. And spend a couple more days in there just getting stable on some food. Uh, So over the years, since our time, Jesse, it's changed. The name has changed so many times uh, from from detox to social detox to sobering up center. Currently, it's called the 24 seven. That's around the clock access. Uh, And what, what you get with that is. Pretty much the same thing. It's not its not a uh, medically assisted uh, withdrawal program. It's, it's not necessarily social, social detox. What it is is an opportunity for an individual to get off the street and get shelter for three days. They get food and uh, a place to sleep for three days. While they're in there, they have the opportunity to interact with the men that are in the program and the staff that works that unit. Uh, and ask questions about the recovery program. If they're interested, they'll get screened by the recovery staff while they're in there uh, to see if they fit the criteria for the recovery program. If it's a go, they just roll straight over from there into the program provided a bed is available. Does that answer your question, Jesse?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I knew, you know, cause I, I'm still, you know, I, I've, I've been involved in, in, um, you know, with the healing place since, since I've alumni, not as much as I was like the first three or four years, but I'm still, you know, in there and and me and you talk regularly. So I didn't want to, I knew it had changed. I knew the names had changed and some of the, the, the criteria and some of the things, you know, that they can do or not do in there had changed. Um, what about, and I, and I think y'all are doing some things now. Um, with um, ma- maintenance uh, assistant therapy, are you are, are, you, are you allowing some 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 type of?
1: You broke up a little bit there. What was the last thing?
2: So you, you are allowing some type of maintenance assistant therapy, I, I think.
1: Vivitrol so yes, yeah, great, I great question, Vivid, Vivitrol is what we're doing. Um, about a year and a half, two years ago, we talked with the Daily Planet, who is our main medical provider, and they support us in everything we're doing. Um, and we worked it out where we made a decision to offer vivitrol at at a client's request at a participant's request we would we would hook them up with the daily planet staff and the uh and they would get the assistance they need with regards to the vivitrol specifically for uh heroin uh opiate addicts and and um or opiate users and uh some people use the Vivitrol for alcohol as well. Um, and so it is available. It's, it's something we kind of loosened up a little bit. We were very much hardcore uh, abstinence-based program. And uh, I think the times have changed and along with the the opioid ep- epidemic that we had, um, it just seemed natural for us to offer something in addition to what we were doing and, and kind of meet in the middle. Moving forward, we're going to have 47 sober living apartments at our new facility. And wow. some of, some of those apartments are going to be for uh, transition and alumni of the healing place program. And then there's also going to be some communal apartments available. Uh, those are not limited to abstinence based recovery that, you know, those can be medically assisted treated members of the community that are staying clean and sober. And so that's going to be a new venue for us and uh, looking forward to help out in that way.
2: Awesome. Yeah, that, that's 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 good to hear. Um, you know, I, I know like for for me here and, and for our team here, um, you know, there was some challenges we had to face. Um uh, you know um with with um mat and i bet that was challenging for y'all especially since i just know you know i know the healing place because i've i've been i've been through it and i know how how structured it is when it comes to to stuff like that you know rooted in 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 12 step um you know how how has that been facing those challenges with the mat
1: not you know it's funny it's kind of like uh it seems like the the bigger the challenge, the greater the reward. you know someone would ask me how do I do my job you know and, and so it it always it's always always a little intimidating and and daunting at times what you're considering doing that's new and outside the box but once you take that that risk and see what the benefits are you know uh it's not been bad you know it's been an opportunity in addition to what we already offer for people that that can benefit from vivitrol it's it's i'm glad to have that as an option for them is it something sorry steve no go ahead just going to say which you know that's where we started and you know we kind of opened that door in that way i don't know where it's going to land us but i know that um there's more than one path to recovery and it doesn't have to be absolutely abstinence based. Yeah. Uh, I I
2: agree with you 100% Steve. And, and you know, like we get so grounded in our, our roots Our you know, like for me, like for instance, and I, and I know your, your path, but like I'm, I'm grounded in a 12 step program. And, you know, sometimes there was some, you know, stigma and, and and myths about all that. And then when I started to to open my mind and 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 and, and kind of really dive into this field that we work in, I realized, man, you know, the way I do it doesn't have to be the only way for somebody to do it. You know, and, and we gotta be real open. Um, you know, you know, um it's it's real important. Um, you know, where's the open mindedness in, in in shunning individuals that choose a different pathway. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm just real happy to hear y'all are doing that. You know, because we we do it. You know, we any MAT, any forms of MAT, McShen is, you know, on board and supporting. You, know, you know, but the community there's it's always stigmatized. Um, you know, even in, when you're not on MAT, if you're you're in recovery, you get you know you're you're stigmatized. Um, so you know, it's good to hear y'all are doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the feelings mutual. It goes both ways. Like, what, thank God that you guys are in a position to offer that. You know, when someone comes to us and needs that support, we can say, I give Jesse a call, hey man, need to help this guy out or, or this woman out. So
2: Yeah, and that's kind of how, how me and you you we have done. You know, you 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 might have somebody that comes through there the healing place and you you feel like they're not a good fit fit there, you give me a call and, and kind of the same thing here, man. It's been a good a good working relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: That recovery capital that we have, you know, here in Richmond to use the coaching words yeah. um, but the recovery capital that we have here in richmond to have so such a diverse um availability to to for individuals you know seeking help from a substance use disorder um there are what a thousand beds similar to ours there's the healing place um which is not too different it sounds like you know there's a lot of crossover there um i really admire the structure one of the things that i see steve when i when i meet um because my 12 step fellowship matches the 12 step fellowship that your guys work uh, with the healing place. And so I see a lot of the guys in different meetings that I attend. And I, what I love is the persistence and the, the, um, the cohesion they have together, you know, working together to get where they need to go to make sure that I think it's what two miles that they have to go from the healing place to go to a meeting every, every day. And it's, it's amazing to, to me to see that persistence and some of the guys who I know have grown and, and are still peer mentors and, and alumni there are are friends of mine now, you know, that I've seen, seen in the rooms all the time. So it's really, really a testament to what you guys are doing out there. Um, you, uh, what what uh, what challenges do you think we're all facing? You know, taking taking this COVID-19 thing into play here. Um, you know, obviously we've had to 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 completely change a lot of things that are that were really fundamental in the way that we that the organizations we work for um, work. How do you see some of this stuff? You know, maybe continuing as we move forward. You know, I think. You know the technology that we've seen. You know the ability to get into the Zoom meetings, the ability to, um, to 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 to, to adapt, um, has been incredible. And I don't know that all of that's going to go away. Do you have any thoughts on what the new normal is?
2: Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I <laughs> think I think I got a question out of that. <laughs> and, 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 Thanks. And, and 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 sorry, I kind of was like. Taking over the um oh, the peace. interviewing You're process and good. asking Steve a bunch of questions, man. I just was um you know I, I we, we we work hand in hand, so I'm always yeah. trying to, to see what's going on um you know and I like that you brought up recovery capital because um you know basically that's just resources that that are out there and you know um what what you know what what makes a good recovery coach or a good peer mentor is to know all your resources out there. You know how can you get the individual sitting across from you help um you know and during these times with the the COVID nineteen uh you know this this stuff is it's it's new to everybody you know and like like we were talking earlier nobody's nobody's been alive and had anything like this happen before so this definitely is new you know we're adapting you know and, and and we're trying to um you know, grow, uh, um, with the, the changes that are in place, man. You know, I think, you know, with, with the, the virtual, the virtual side of things, you know, I think that's, that's gonna, that's got a stronghold and it's probably going to stay. Um, even when COVID-19, even when some of these restrictions are lifted, uh, you know, the virtual side of things was, all, it was there, you know, it's been there. It's not, you know, it's not like anything new, you know, uh, uh there's a lot of people that are learning it for the first time, but, you know, Zoom meetings, WebEx, all that stuff. It's been going on for a long time. You know, now people are learning it and taking, you know, advantage of it, which is great. You know, and it is probably gonna be here to stay. I know McShane, you know, we're we're under the the pretense, the pretense that it's not going anywhere. So we're getting pretty used to using it and, and trying to zoom a lot of our meetings, our groups and, and streamline these 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 things. Um, but for me personally nothing like this sitting across from another individual and, and, and talking. And, um, you know, I, I, I long for that physical Mm. kind of contact and that physical touch. Um, you know, so like I need that, you know, and I know people in recovery need it. Um, so it's important. So, you know, I hope that the community, you know, in the state of Virginia and everybody, you know, understands that, you know, uh, that, you know, we have an illness, uh, you know, I know I got one, Oh, I got uh, yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 um, you know, because of COVID nineteen, the illness hasn't gone away. So I still need to do the things to take care of it. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna you know, I don't wanna break the law, you know, I I don't wanna go do things that I'm not supposed to do. You know, I hear about like underground twelve step meetings and people doing everything they can to get out to a to a meeting, you know. I I don't wanna do that. Um But, you know, Nathan, I I think it's important that the community understands that, uh, you know, people in recovery need people in recovery and we need that human connection, Um, you know, and and I hope that that doesn't, I hope that, you know, we were able to pick that up soon. Um, But, you know, to answer the question, um, I think that the virtual side of things is here to stay and it's not going anywhere.
0: Well, you know, from what I've seen as a, as a, well as a participant in in one of our houses and as a house leader our guys are jumping into meetings before work in the morning you know and there are meetings before work but you know you have to drive and you have to go and you have to drive you know you can actually continue the meeting as you're driving to work and that's what you know some of our participants have been doing I, I, that flexibility and <laughs> there's there's a lot less 13th stepping happening in those uh, <laughs> virtual meetings as well <laughs>
2: Uh, believe me, they're still doing it. Uh, oh, it's it. still. I, oh, I know <laughs>
0: that, but <laughs> but um, um, we've got looking at the comments over here. Jason Cox asks, uh, "Any idea when the Healing Place will open back up
2: to folks seeking treatment?" Oh, Jason Cox, what's up, brother? <laughs> good to see you, good Jason. dude, good dude. Yeah, uh,
1: Jason. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? It's a great question. We're in the middle of, of figuring that out uh, with with the governor's orders and the uh, executive order. Uh, the shelter in place, uh, you know, it's 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 a tricky, a lot of variables involved, and uh, I, I would say at the latest, uh, based on that executive order, sometime in June. But uh, my hope is that it's sooner than that. Maybe do will hold me to it, but sometime in May. Good stuff.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I right. keep Nathan. I keep forgetting we're on Facebook Live, and like the comments over there. <laughs> like there it's like this actual live i've seen um thomas up there earlier thomas smith
0: well the, the usually the comments are bigger and i can read them but for, for whatever reason they're smaller today um but but uh somebody else asked a minute ago yeah there's thomas <laughs>
2: <laughs> my man
0: uh, no, what, what i like about thomas being up here so uh thomas is the director men's director over at another sister organization that deals with people you know, similar to the way we all deal with people. So I love that Jason Cox works for an organization that handles, you know, substance use disorder, um, very well. Uh, what was the other question I saw there? Helena up there asks, uh, the what capital, uh, we were talking about recovery capital. I, I think you gave a pretty good definition of that. Um, but essentially recovery capital is resources that you have available to assist you with your recovery. So that could be, um, Your physical resources, you know, your car, your driver's license, your housing, food, um, there are three of them, right? The social, the physical, and the, I'm going to forget. Human. Human capital, right. So your social capital being, you know, my buddy over here. I'm hoping he's my buddy still, my, you know my friend Steve, you know my friend Jason, my friend Thomas, uh, you know people I can call on, you know to, to do whatever. You know it, recovery doesn't have to be a boring thing, and in fact I I wouldn't want to be boring. I have good friends in recovery, and I do
2: fun things. Um, I, Nathan, I just I just love hearing you explain this because it means you paid attention during the. the
0: <laughs> well, I pull the book out with every first session I have with a new coach. Yeah, I do pull the book out and I literally read it through with them, so I get that refresh.
2: Every time, yeah. And um and Steve, this the what, what he's referring to is, is similar to how um the peer mentors at the Hill and Place use the um Kelly Foundation um recovery dynamics model. Um, we use um the McShin Foundation. It's a uh, it's a leadership and peer recovery coach manual, um yeah. a training that we teach nationally um, but all of our all of our staff learn it so
1: yeah it's it's always yeah. pleasant jesse when someone you you're working with you can tell has paid attention and use the yeah, manual yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah well
0: he did just fire me right before the, the broadcast <laughs> He didn't have a water remember i'm trying right. to get my job back here <laughs> um but anyway um gentlemen uh i think it might be a good time to land the plane here um i do want to thank you both for participating today steve uh and jesse uh something that i like to ask at the end of uh, every podcast uh, what does that say i'm willing to do oh wait before we go um this is a good one uh betty warden frisbee uh is willing to do trauma addiction uh education groups first healing place i'm two-thirds through my doctorate in trauma therapy somebody mentioned that earlier in the comments and i'm glad you brought that up betty because i i i meant to touch on this steve um you have many different groups and i know we have many different groups here um and in normal times we're open to the public coming in and participating uh, in a in a right. I don't, even, I don't even know if it's case-by-case case basis, but we open up and allow people to come and sit in on the groups who aren't necessarily participants at McShin. How does that work for you guys? Do you have that yeah, same availability?
1: We, we do. We wanna, We want I mean, that's something I want to be, uh, I have my eyes set on all the time, and that is you know really involving and engaging the community wherever and as often as possible in whatever capacity. And uh, to Jesse's point, this COVID epidemic, it really has put a damper on that in that we're not, we're not currently allowing any volunteers in the building. Uh, So that limits who can serve and at what capacity. And and actually based on the way we operate is really tax the men that are there doing what they're doing, because they got to kind of step up and do more. And so, uh, you know, to have someone offer their services for trauma-informed care for women is fantastic. You know, um, to just get in touch with me and uh, I'll hook you up with the right people. Uh, the women at this new facility are going to need that kind of support. So thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, I like to, I run the orientation group here every Wednesday at three or I, usually run the orientation group at Wednesdays at three here. And um, while I go through the rules and the regulations, I've started to bring in um, a little acknowledgement of the trauma that many of us if not all of us have gone through to get to where we are now and to, to sort of at least put a little uh, mindfulness into our participants, you know, as we're dealing with each other, um, especially as it, as it relates to relationships. Cause we talk about, um, well, it's now rule number 14 used to be rule 13 um, in our rules and regulations, which means no relationships at McShin, so,
2: um <laughs> Steve, Steve, you, you, you got that to look forward to as soon as that new women's healing place opens up. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I consider coming God. to you for guidance, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> God.
0: Um, well, anyway, with that, I really do uh, appreciate the both of you being here today. Um, Steve, uh, I'd like to leave with a thought. Um, what are you grateful for today?
1: Wow. Uh, you know, mm. it's I, I'm grateful for the opportunity uh, to be in the challenges that I'm in you know, uh, that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful to be uh, of sound mind and body. And that I can I can uh, not take that for granted and show up and be as helpful as 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 I can be. Uh, I remember a time in my life when I just I couldn't get past what it is I wanted to do or what I think I should be doing. I was powerless. I was unmanageable. And today, that's not the case. And I have an opportunity, and I think that's what I'm grateful for. And I, I want I want that to show in my actions, uh, that every day that I have a sound mind and body, that I can be supportive and help others. And that, uh, what an opportunity this is to uh, to get outside of my comfort zone and do do this uh, this interview with you guys, and and just continue to expand my horizon. I'm grateful for this opportunity. Thank you.
0: I'm glad awesome. you're here. Thank you. And, and the healing place is very lucky to have you and we're lucky to have you as well. So thank you, Jesse, sir. The same question. What are you grateful for
2: today? Um, you know, there's, there's really the, the list is, is endless. Um, not first, I, I, I definitely got to say, um, you know, to be able to, 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 to just kind of kick it with you, Steve. Um, and like knowing how our paths were in the past, like, you know, um, know it's it's awesome it really is um you know i um and i i you know i owe i would say that i owe probably my life to the healing place they 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 you know it it got me grounded and you were part of that when i first came around um so it's just you know i'm really grateful i'm able to sit here with you and do this and we're able to continue in the journey trying to help individuals um just like us um and um you know um now i'm i'm fortunate enough to work at this wonderful organization that does you know that just does countless stuff for people in recovery man i love it man I, you know i mm-hmm. you know, my my gratitude is just um you know i can't even sometimes i can't even put it into words you know but then most importantly i got i got to share this man you know i i i get to go home to my family you know i got a beautiful beautiful fiance um my kids you know i get to go home to that Um, and they're supportive, you know, we have our struggles, you know, um, anytime you got to put, take time away from your family, it it can be tough. Um, but they're supportive. Um, you know, they, 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 they love me. Um, you know, and I, man, you know, I never thought for a second, like Steve, like what you were talking about, Steve, man, never would have thought you know, where we came from and where we're at now and the things we're doing in our life. And I'm just really, really grateful to be where I'm at.
1: Excellent. And, you. I, and I yeah. love It's really good to see you. Yeah, to, to see you. From Me too. You. Me too. Oh,
0: awesome. Uh, thank you, Jesse. Um, I'd like to thank, of course, our producer, Todd. I'd like to thank our very special guests, very, very extra, extra, extra special Steve Vicoli over here uh, with The Healing Place, our extra special guest over here to my right, who's was, <clears throat> my boss, um, Jesse Watsaki. <laughs> <you. laughs> and, of course, to everybody out there listening and or watching, thank you for participating today. Uh, I want to put a plug in, Todd. What's uh, what's on the agenda for tomorrow? So tomorrow,
1: <clears throat> excuse me. Tomorrow we have uh, Honesty Liller, Sarah Daves, and Megan Abbott at two o'clock.
0: Ooh, talking about meditation, yeah. serenity, all that good stuff. And then tomorrow night for Getting the Herd after hours <laughs> we, we, we have uh we have tina tina ramirez tomorrow evening so
2: oh, fantastic uh, yeah it's gonna be and, with, and, she, and, and she is uh what a co- from the con no she?
0: she's actually she's running for she's oh. running for congress in uh the 7th district okay so oh,
2: awesome that's yeah. cool so
0: yeah. <laughs> ah very okay how did i not know that all right that's 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 wonderful and that's with frank and uh, uh alex right yeah. excellent i may just have to sit in on that one All right. Um, Again, thank you, guys. Thanks to all of you out there. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of Get In The Herd.
2: Thank you. Hi, Steve.
1: Be easy, brother. Good to see you all.